relate to you. So he wants that relationship, that intimacy. See, that's just kind of, it's kind of strange. Do you ever think about you being the bride of Christ? You are. And it's kind of like a weird rule. I even tell God, God, you gotta help me to understand that rule. But God says he's married to you. And because of the way we are wired to protect and to work and to fix things and go out into the bad weather and we tend to not create these uh, intimate relationships. We struggle with them. We struggle with them badly. Even with the wound that we profess to love in the flesh right there in front of us. We struggle with them. After a while, your ladies won't feel loved. Now look, you've noticed that we've never had a men's retreat. I don't know what to do with you. Men's retreat? What are we going to do? Uh, I mean, it's just natural to the ladies. They have a ladies retreat. They have a hundred ladies go. A hundred. And, they, and a lot of them come out, listen, a lot of them come out in matching jammies. <laughs> they'll get together like their little group. They're, they're all in this one room and they all say, okay, let's all buy these jammies because they think it's fun and funny when they come out. They come out in matching jammies. And and they'll save on costs because it's pretty expensive in the Amish place that they go. Four, five, six of them will sleep in one room. They bunk together. <laughs> I love Bruce, but I don't want to sleep with him. I mean, I, I, I can't find anything in me that wants to do that. I mean, just seriously, but they do. I mean, they just love it. And they'll write their names on those papers and ladies retreat. And we have a hundred of them. And we're going to talk and laugh and play games. And some of them never sleep. They stay up all night talking. And it makes no sense to us. But listen, you need to recognize that in your wife as a gift from God as she knows how to cultivate and create relationships when you and I just know how to grunt. How you doing? Well, that's a flaw in us that we can have repaired by one of those buttons in our women and our wives that help us, help us. We need help in that area. Almost every Sunday, I'm finally decked out. So, Ruth, how do I look? You look nice, or that doesn't go, or whatever. And as I kiss her goodbye, we pray for a second or two, she'll always say to me, remember. Well, she'll say, preach good. And then she said, be friendly and be nice. <laughs> for 22 years we've been doing this. You'd think I'd have those two down. <laughs> be friendly and be nice. Okay? Because you just, you just know how us guys can be. Those are flaws that God has given us, the woman in our life. Now, if you don't understand that, then all you do is use that for a bickering point, a nagging. She's nagging. Now, your wife needs to understand, and she, they're trying to give, give some insight to the women that come, that you cannot nag. You are a woman of God to speak into your husband's life. Seasoned with salt and grace. 
Look, for example, women are usually always the one that wants to go buy a marriage book. And you're going, what? What's wrong with our marriage? But you probably, I've done that. I've told her, I don't know if I can love you anymore. What are you talking about? You know, or gathering sometimes, we laugh, have a good time, sometimes on the way home, we think, you know, um, I'm being very transparent, so you better move. Ruth will go, pay attention to me tonight. I said, what? Instead of going, stupid woman, I start trying to listen. And so I try to do things, look, in my natural self, I think is dumb. But I'm not supposed to be natural. I'm supposed to be supernatural, God in me, and God tells me to minister to my wife. And this is something that she might be weak in, or something in her life that I try to always remember. Whatever it is. Hey, I brought you another drink. Or put my arm around her. Just hold her hand for some amount of time. Whatever it is. Has anybody else ever been told you've ignored me or you didn't pay any attention to me? Oh, thank you. Now, has it made sense to you or did you go, what? Really? So the idea that it's difficult for us to create these intimate relationships and we struggle with God, why are women so quick to sing and raise their hands before God? And us guys, man, well, you know, it's like you've got lead weights on you, or you're like this, or, you know, even to sing. And when I first got saved, I would tell Ruth, forget it, don't hold your breath to when I sing and raise my hands. I mean, I did. I told her that in the beginning of being saved. I told her that. I just thought it was about the most unmanly, stupidest, womanist, feminist, silliest thing I've ever seen. <clears throat> Had a long way to go. But we do. You struggle with that still? To It's a form of surrender. You know, the biggest guy in here, probably anybody now, my age, can be on top of me just thumping me and holding me down, pushing my face into the floor and saying, give up. And you're like, I ain't giving up, I ain't giving up. You're beat, you're whooped, there's nothing you can do. I have to surrender that to God, to worship God. That's why if us men sing for the glory of God, it, it would just be outstanding. So you need to understand, what you're trying to get you to understand is that woman that God has given you, and you made those vows before God, she is spiritually wired to help you have deeper relationships in God, with her, with your children, and with others. You can. I used to be awful. Just awful. My motto, blank the world before they blank you. I will tell Ruth that. My little Ruth, ooh, can't believe I talk like that to her. But that's what I thought about you and anybody. 
So if once you start to realize that your wife has that, then then when uh, she starts maybe to speak in your life or to even uncover something, you don't get so riled up. You just try to pay attention. Possibly God is trying to show you something. Don't talk like that to your son. We have never, ever, that I can ever think of thanking God that we were saved before Jennifer was too, before we were. I never told my children, you're stupid, you're a jerk. Never, ever, ever, never. Never wanted to talk like that. When my dad was 80 and still not saved, or before he was 80, late 70s, I tried everything. Remember I told you, I think the last time, what the Lord told me to do? Just hug him and kiss him. And that felt the most unmanly son thing to do ever. I sweat. I mean, my clothes were drenched knowing that he was coming over that day, that first time. And my dad, by the end of his life, I would hug him and kiss him right on top of his bald head. And that stuff won him. Won him to the Lord. There's a scripture in the Word of God that says this. God says, uh, let me find it. He says, uh, Master, he said, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all thy soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. Listen. And, of, and, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And we, what? We just kind of can't do that. But this is that spiritual calling that your wife has to be able to open your spiritual eyes to a more tender, deeper relationship because she's wired that way. And you can do that. Listen, what it says about on those two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. That's how powerful if you would listen and even learn from how your wife is naturally wired by the hand of God. She just does it. Uh, who was it? Troy. I said, what was it? He said, well, Amy's more loving and more, she's wired by the hand of God. Troy is more wired like, all right, get out there and you're all right. And so she can take the little bit of edge off of him to where he's reminded by her to have a loving relationship and also teach Aaron how to be a man. But with a loving hand, instead of get up and be quiet, quit sniver. Time, this is important. But remember, it's never too late. We had real reversal. I was the son, but I asked, I took God's principles and did it to my mid to late seventy-year-old father, and it worked. It worked. So God says that our women, your wife has the God-given drive and ability to help you build meaningful relationships in both these areas. But I have a question for you, because I don't know what time it is. Okay, I have a question. Why, unless I'm totally wrong, why is it that usually deeper relationships or deeper talks, or intimate talks, especially with our wives. What is it that we can't do that, Tim? Uh, I think it's hard for men to get a hold of their feelings and really sort out their feelings, where it's easier for a woman to just 
does. The whole does. It, that's what we're saying. I mean, it's, it's just not in us to have group hugs. I understand that. It's not in us. But we're talking about your very own wife that you sleep with and have babies with and live with. Fred. A lot of respect. So you're saying it's it's highly important to you and how your wife sees you. Oh yeah, I think that's I think that's the nail on the head. Because if we feel like bums in front of our wives, or if you think she's going to make you feel like a bum. She ain't never going to want to talk. So there's a part that she has to, to learn. See, us men, we can get violent with our fists and stuff. Women can do it with their mouths. Okay, so as they learn not to do that, we need to learn to have those serious intimate talks. So when I say intimate talks, I'm not always talking about the sexual thing like we like to think. Some of those emotional. I really love you, Ruth. I do. Why not show it all the time? You know, and for a while, for some of you, your wife will be waiting for the joke because you can't say anything sweet, romantic, intimate without a joke. Gotcha. So she just kind of dumbfounded. And, but for a lot of us, she might go, what do you want? Or, but you got to work through that kind of stuff. Okay? And hopefully, your wife will understand the weightiness of her words to her husband. Her words are heavy, are they not? I told Ruth, I think I mentioned this to you, Ruth, you have the power in your hands to really make me or crush me. And that, that is from God because she is anointed from God to be my help me, to be my on my side. And if she takes that and uses it, you are never going to be nothing. Or she can use it to say, man, go for it. You can do it. And if the guy, here's the key, the guy really loves his wife, that's the power. If he really loves her, that's the power. That's why you can give me eyes like, oh, I could care less. My wife gives them to me. Yes, Tom. It can be asking all the time about why why do other people this way? Why do react this way with other people? Actually, that's the beginning of it. You know, you should say, Kathy, just one look from you and I'm destroyed. 
And so if, if you can get a grip on that and I can get a grip on this, we could have those. If I can understand you're, you're not going to rip me to pieces with your tongue, then I won't act like a big ogre and scream and yell. I'll go, really? Is that really? Is that really how you feel? Yes, Bruce. I think we like to think of ourselves as pretty strong, but I actually think we're pretty proud because we we need so much our wives' alternatives. It is it is imperative. We need it every day. We need it. It's true. We're not enough. Bible says, after the fall, the Bible says to the man, her reverence will be to the husband. Her respect will be to the husband. If you don't get that, then you feel like chopped liver. Now, it is, you've got to earn it. I mean, she's just not going to give it to you. You treat her like a piece of meat or something like that. I mean, it's got, you, you, you understand, it's not 50-50. That's not marriage. Jesus didn't 50-50 on the cross. And we're to be like him. Yes, Ed. I think the Lord would stand intimacy would be translated vulnerability for the man. Uh, we're uh, we're prone to be all the defensive, uh, and we've always got our defenses up. Uh, but to really experience the type of intimacy that you're talking about, you know, we have to allow ourselves to become vulnerable. Yes, you do. Vulnerable to the mouth that Tom was talking about. And hopefully you start creating relationships so that your wife starts to understand about the mouth. Yes, Troy. In a situation that I've run into in the past where I'm a person who likes to fix it. So when a problem arises, a lot of times... The wife wants someone to talk to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I just want to jump in there and say, well, this is what needs to happen. Yes, exactly. There's something, is, there's something that uh, you can fix, and your wife is undone about it. So the reaction he's talking about, you go over and go, screw, 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 tap, 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 there, see? And you're thinking she's going to go, oh. That's not what she wanted. She wanted you to go, it'll be all right, sweetheart. We'll take care of it. Don't worry about that. We'll find extra money and we'll just pray together. And we'll just. <laughs> I told Brian all the time, told him from the day he got married, Brian, you need to learn. Do you remember what, Brian? You need to learn code. Women have a code. Yes could be no, no could be yes. And you've you got to learn that code. You know, whatever it is, the kind of the day, whatever's going on in our house, sometimes there's so many things going on, I can look at Ruth and say, Ruth, you all right? And she'll go, yes. And I'm like, okay, okay what, what can I do? Are you want to sweep you? You want to code? That's another thing. We're always looking for something to do. We express ourselves what we do. It goes back to what you said at the very beginning. If the wife says she don't listen to me, it's because we really have not stopped and just listen and not offer the solution. It's true. Just sometimes to let that be aired out. It's true. And solve more problems than anything I can come up with. Ladies have 
let's take this right now. We're talking about the things of God. Romantic fantasies. They have fantasies of sitting down in the living room with a hot tea and maybe a piece of pumpkin bread and a fireplace going, and you with your hot tea and your pumpkin bread, and you're talking to them. We're like, what? I feel like I'm a girl when I do that. Well, understand that is doing. See what we don't understand is that is that's emotionally loving your wife. Listen, in the last month or two, again, remember, you guys could get me in big trouble. I've had more hot tea. <laughs> I'm not really a hot tea fan. I like anything cold. Hot tea, but it means something to Ruth. So even if we go home tonight, she might say, you want a tea? And I'll say, yep. <laughs> I mean it, though. I'm ministering to my wife. We're making it no good. And she'll get her tea put out in the cups and everything will be nice. And you want a cookie or you want a this? I'll, I'll take that and... Yeah, and I'll try to, I mean, I do, I'll try to. Okay, so what happened tonight? How many ladies did you have? What did you talk about? How did it go? Ask her questions, and you better believe it. She'll ask me questions. She'll, she'll say, uh, was Tom Moore there? She'll just, she just picks out people she thinks of. Was so-and-so there? Yep. Yep. Was, was so-and-so there? No. Man, why isn't he coming? I don't know, Ruth. I don't know. Maybe we'll just have to try to encourage him. And what will he wear? Yeah. <laughs> I have no clue. Next Wednesday, everybody wear red so that I can tell Ruth. Can tell Ruth. <laughs> they are. Women are detailed freaks. You remember that picture with all them buttons? Detailed freaks. Now listen, they're, they're wired that way. They're wired to build nests to make homes. The home we just bought, we wanted a ranch. We just bought it, didn't even have the key for it. Yet, Ruth went over and decked out the front porch. I said, what are you doing? Oh, this, this is beautiful. I just love it. I've been waiting to do this all the time. I can't believe this is our house. Been in the key to get in. It's all the porches. I said, Ruth, we'll just have to move this to get in and move stuff. I don't care. I just love it. Look how pretty it looks. So, in about a 45 minutes, I'm going... Yeah, it does look nice. Ruth, it does. And I was, I was joking, uh, having a little um, joke with uh, Nate Gebhardt just had a baby because he was saying, it's the time on her way to the hospital, Kirsten's putting her makeup on. And that's exactly what Ruth, big belly, water broke, she, I can't go in yet. I said, what are you talking about? The baby's coming. She had to, and they're very detailed. And I'll tell you what, there must have been a dozen people on our street. Our home was a, a repo, Fannie Mae owned it, and it sat there for like a year or so, you know, not, not taken care of. And there must have been a dozen women stopped at the time that we moved there and commented on Ruth's porch. They... Not one dude said, nice porch. <laughs> the women stopped and said, man, this is beautiful. It's so nice to see this house come alive. And we're just going, oh, thank 
thank you, thank you. And there would be important to her. It's important to her. And when we're in the house and they're all gone, she goes, did you hear that one? I said, yeah, that's awesome. You make a nice place. And that's the way most of the time our women are. They're, they're, look, the place that they live in is a part of them. The place that you live in isn't. But a place, their place that they live in. So you need to be kind of careful when she comes around or something, she's probably terrified and wants a couch or curtains. And you're like, what for? We've had these for 14 years. <laughs> And Rita said to me, Rita said, if I died first, you would, you would never buy anything. And I said, you're right. <laughs> but that, that house is an expression of her. You know, it's certain means, not, you know, carte blanche, but it's certain, it's a part of her. And if I criticize, I'm criticizing her. She takes that personally. And she'll come to me, and she just did today before we come over. She goes, what'd you think of that? I went, dang it. Because I went, I went, oh, when did that show up there? <laughs> and I said this nicely. I did say that. I said, no, that's the third item in that place since we moved here. She goes, but I got to get it right. And I, this is a nice conversation. And I said, well, I like that. I didn't even notice it until she told me that. But that was a part of her. She was waiting what I thought about it. So if I say, cry not a lot, Ruth, we'll just spend. We crush. I'm telling you, you do. We don't understand this. When you start to understand your wife, how she's wired by whom you're supposed to be calling Lord, then you should start taking it back and say, whoo. God can do a work in you through your life. A lot of times. A lot of times. So women tend to find their identity in close relationships. They just do the various close relationships to have. While us guys, we usually find our identity through what we do. Truck driver, mailman, doctor, lawyer. That's where we kind of find our identity, and they don't. So if you can't, if you never learn this stuff, you can see how this can cause friction in marriages. And without the knowledge of God, they usually fly apart. What do they say? We're incompatible. Well, God made you to be different. I don't need a break in my life. I don't. I need a God-fearing gas in my life. Oh, I do nothing for God. Conservative, cautious, to a fault. And my wife comes into my life, and she's like, let's get it done now. And so we work these things out, and God comes in, and I'm thinking, man, man, you're right. I told you, when they called me to speak that Sunday night, I was going, oh, my gosh. No offense, but I was like, in front of a bunch of Catholics? Because I was a Catholic. What am I going to say? I'm not going to be political. So I'm like going back and forth. I already told the dude yes, because I never told you about that. Any opportunity God gives me, we say yes. But when he's gone, I called Ruth. Ruth went, awesome! 
And I told her, listen, I told her, when I walk up to that pool, let me see you somewhere out there. So when it came my turn, I saw her going like this to the middle. I knew what she had on. And I just didn't stare at her. That's all I needed was just a glimpse. And then off I went. It's vital. It's important. These two shall become one. One. Okay, I'm not sure. Eight o'clock. Probably too much to go into anything else. But honestly, is there something input that you want to put in? You, yes, Vince. Well, I, just, I praise God that why my wife and women definitely have Sarah David. That's what she's like me. We've been married for a few years. That might have lasted for a few minutes. It's but true. She's a lot more forgiving. She's a lot more willing to give me another chance. And I know because she knows that he's a lot more work. But, you know, God didn't do that by accident. Look, men are missing in our relationships. We just are. They really are. We have a lot of males running around, but men, true men are missing, and that's kind of what we're going to get into, uh, but it's just too good and it's too too important that us, us men, uh, we can just become passive. Passive in raising our children, passive. And I told you, when you walk into a restaurant, you take your wife, they always look at her. It's usually a woman, you know, being at the door. They always look at booth the table because they know we're just whatever. I don't care. What she says is all right, but I don't care because we've become so passive in everything. And that's what I say. We just kind of step in front of your wife and start to. Absolutely. I mean, that's what we were created for. Booth. We, we have the opposite in our house if you have the I'm the gas, she's the brake. Amen. I have come to appreciate it years ago. I, my neighbor got a bandsaw mill, so I had to have and, and so I said, I, I, I talked her into it. I was ready to refinance the house. It was only about eight grand. I know. And so she said, well, you know, you're the head of the household. She said, I, but she said, I, I don't think you need it, but do me a favor. You pray and ask God. She said, I'm with whatever you decide, and I'm doing my gift to God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, no. He said, no. I, I got up the next day and said, honey, she said, well, did you pray? I said, I did, and I don't understand it. I said, but God said, no. And then about three months later, I was at work, and we were sitting around a job site trailer, and we were talking about sawmills, and an operator was there, and he said, well, I've got a sawmill. I said, well, you do? He said, yeah. I said, well, I'm really looking for one. I said, what do you want for He said, well, I tell you, just come off the house Saturday, and I'll give it to you. And then right then, I thought, oh, she loves it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Right. Yeah. The anointed of God, Alan. Alan. So, you know, I think a lot of times, like, guys can get goal oriented. They, they, the, they see the prize and how to get there. And a lot of times, all that things happen to this and that. And it just frustrates me, and I'm going to tell my wife. And she explains to me then how it was an opportunity. 
it really makes you look at everything that happens differently. And then, you know, a couple weeks out of the bond, I'll start to get that goal on again. And so, directly, that was an opportunity again. It's, it's, it's very nice. You know, you kind of slow down and think about not just where you're going, but how you're getting It is. It is. It's the sensitive part of the relationship that God is wanting you to learn from your wife instead of just steamrolling over it. Jim, did you have? Yeah. I'm going to now we'll go out someplace where we've never been before or walk into a room full of people we don't know. And in a matter of minutes, she will have, she will have checked everybody out and she'll come back to me later and, and say, you know, you really shouldn't, especially for women, you need to watch it out for this one, this one, and this one. You know, it's just... The more sensitive. Yeah, very perception. Well, you know, lots of times, no matter where we're at, you know, whatever, if you're driving a car, if you're somebody's on the side of the road holding up a cardboard thing, you know, inside I'm going, jerk. Ruth will be going, oh, do you have five dollars? Fred. Yeah. That's all the mother buttons. We're just on off. Okay, well, I don't know if anybody filled out anything on the cards, but uh, I'm sure that they're just full of ideas and thoughts. Let's stand. We'll pray.